This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Well, we're not exactly at St. Hubert's Cathedral. We are on the balcony at the Bridgeside Marina overlooking Caminata Pass and overlooking uh, the kayakers that are scurrying and getting ready for that 7 o'clock start. We're about 54 minutes away. Uh, they'll be leaving out there headed for the biggest bull red. It's the Ride the Bull 10. Uh, they got a Bayou Wild TV photo contest, which is still going on. If you got a photo from a past Ride the Bull event, uh, send it to the Bayou Wild TV Facebook. Just like it and uh, send the picture from any past year or tournament, and you may be the winner of a prize uh, provided by the sponsor of this broadcast, Marucci Lifestyle Collection Sunglasses and those excellent Tackle Cooler bags. They're here, by the way, and you might want to stop by. they got booths set up here with a lot of the product manufacturers. Uh, it's been a great uh, tournament so far. It's leading up to it, and hopefully there will be a lot of those big bull reds that come in. We've got some uh, kayakers who are going to be checking in with us once they get out there. Uh, so if you're going to be with us for the More Outdoors program from 7 to 9, immediately following this one, uh, you'll hear some of that activity going on. We also have some kayak fishing opportunities. We're going to talk to Shannon Griffin over at Bayou Adventures about their sunset paddles that they offer. Uh, they also have kayak rentals and sales, and if you're interested in getting into kayaking, great place to do it. All right, let's move on to dove hunting. Uh, it's kind of tricky this year. Uh, the season uh, had the option of being set on a Sunday this year, September the 1st. It has to be a September day to open it, so some states have chosen to open it on Sunday instead of the traditional Saturday. So a lot of people have been asking, uh, Don, uh, where you go up there at Crane Creek Shooting Preserve in Poplarville, Mississippi. I've been going there for the last several years. Are they going to be hunting on the Sunday, or are they going to carry it over? I talked to Lance Ladner, the manager. And here's what he's doing. He's been keeping an eye on it, inventorying the birds. There's been a lot of rain up there, and he's worried that that rain, and they've got a lot in the forecast between now and that opening day, that they may move out of there. And the last thing Lance wants to do, he's a very conscientious guy, is take somebody's 150 bucks and, and not offer them a, a good opportunity to bag and get some shots at doves. So he's kind of putting people on hold. He wants you to call, make your reservation. Uh, if, in fact, they do have the hunt, well, fine, everything will go as planned. But if there's not enough birds, he will carry it over to the following Saturday, which is September 7th. And those who have signed up for the opening day will be given priority, and they'll be moved over to the September 7th date. Uh, if you want to call Lance and get on the list, and he will call you back and let you know, and I'll make an announcement next weekend if he's made a decision on whether he will or will not hold that Sunday, September 1st hunt, we'll announce it. Uh, it's Crane Creek Shooting Preserve in Poplarville. He does the, the quail hunts uh, in addition to the dove hunts. And the phone number to call is 601-916-6873. That's 601-916-6873. Or simply go online. He's got a website, Crane Like the Bird, C-R-A-N-E, Creek Shooting Preserve, Poplarville, Mississippi. All right, a um, couple of things I wanted to mention to you. The fishing trip that I did in Breton Sound this week. Uh, we caught a lot of trout. 
Uh, the video of that fish and game report is on my website at DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, and I want to invite you to look at it. And the very last segment, the last shot, was a fish I caught on a bone-colored padonkadonk. It was the biggest trout of the day, and that was Tofield Bourgeois' favorite bait. Coincidental? You might say so. But check it out. Go to my webpage and look under the Fish and Game Report, and it's the latest one that was just posted this week. Also, on the bottom of my webpage, uh, believe me, I was busy all weekend long, well, Sunday, when the accident happened to Tofield Bourgeois. And for the next several days, news stations, uh, people from all over the country were calling me for comments and stories. And one that we did that has gotten in excess now of 100,000 views is on my website on the bottom of the home page. Check it out, and it's some comments that I made about the guy that I have spent enjoying the out-of-doors and working with and laughing and playing with for over the 20 years, Tofield Bourgeois. And next week, a program and note, we're going to dedicate this program, and the one after it, we're going to have, uh, hopefully we'll get Ginger, uh, his partner, and perhaps some of his other family members, his son, TJ, to come to the studio, and you can talk to them and as I will be doing is thanking them for sharing him with us and telling your favorite Tofield stories. Everybody's got one about listening to him on the radio. He's a very popular guy and uh, certainly a, a legend, and he will be sorely missed, particularly on this program. All right, coming back right after this, it's time for another fishing report. We'll check in with Captain Mike Gallo, find out what he's got going on this weekend. He leaves over there from the Salt Bayou Lodge, the spec Spots and Dots, he calls it. His report is next on the Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And it's time for our fishing report with Captain Mike Gallo, fishing Pontchartrain, Lake Bourne, Lake Catherine, Biloxi Marsh area. He even goes as far as Nine Mile Point. His reports are presented by CETO. They offer fuel drops wherever and whenever you need it. Tow you in 24-7, jump starts you if you've got an electrical problem. And mostly what you're getting for 179 bucks for a whole year is that peace of mind knowing that a rescue is just one call away. I suggest strongly you become a member. To do that, it's easy. Call Captain Chris. He's at 504-301-4545, or he'll sign you up online. Go to seatow.com. Captain Mike, what's the weather report over there? Let's get that out of the way on the uh, eastern end of Lake Pontchartrain. Well, I tell you, Don, I got the Garmin XM weather radar looking. I don't see any rain in our area it all seems to be west of grand isle we have light winds i'm actually in wrigley's pass i can see the wrigley's marina over my shoulder about a half a mile so we have light winds we have an incoming tide and uh we're going to go reduce the redfish populations in the biloxi marsh <laughs> well i'm glad you got the right attitude biloxi marsh what are you bringing <laughs> with you to throw you got it all shrimp plastic Spoons, spinners, worms? I do have all of that, and the only tip I may be able to pass on is yesterday, white was the color of choice. Um, we caught several on white, uh, plastic under a cork, the matrix under a cork, the gulf under a cork, and we also had some white worms, the, the craw, the matrix craw. And um, one of the fish tore my plastic up, so I grabbed the black one which I like to do and see if, you know, if they're hitting white, maybe they're only hitting white sometimes. They hit black every time. So I changed to black. I didn't catch a fish for an hour. So it was easy hmm. to switch and go back to white, and, and we caught a few more with white. We had a, a delayed start yesterday. We stood on land for a, 
oh, an hour and a half or so. I think we left at 8.20. But the good news was in, in about two hours and ten minutes, we put our limit in the boat. Why white? I mean, there's not a whole lot swimming around in the bayou that's colored white. Uh, maybe the bellies of some of the shad and, and, and pogies and stuff like that, but it's still not a, a bright white because when you say white, you're talking about linen white. Yeah, right. It wasn't pearl. It was white. That's a heck of a question, Don. Uh, I like the white lightning matrix claw. It might be more of those claws flapping in the water when you reel it in, and we know that redfish love crabs. So that has become one of my go-to baits. I really like it. Fish it quite a bit. And it seems that those days when they're a little bit finicky, they still will eat that crab. Just can't pass it up. So I don't have an answer for why white other than it works. Mike, any updates on trout moving towards the west? Uh, we went out to Breton Sound, had a really good trip on some two- to three-pound trout out there, had a, what you'd call a frenzy for about 20 or 30 minutes, and it really got crazy out there. And it seems like it's starting to move its way towards the, the west. Uh, any reports at all of uh, Lake Bourne, uh, Shoreline? Uh, and I guess the bridges at Pontchartrain are still not on yet. Yeah, I haven't heard anything about the Pontchartrain bridges. I have gotten a report from Three Mile Bay, having some speckled trout, typical stuff for this time of year, you know, catch 30 and you can keep eight or 10 that are barely 12, 12 and a quarter. I got the same sort of report from Half Moon Island, and that's, you know, west of those exterior islands. I would tend to think those are simply young fish that have grown another half an inch to become legal. I don't know that the, uh, the spawners have stopped spawning and started moving back in our area. I expect the spawners to, to have their last spawn towards the middle of September and then make their track, you know, more north and westward. So I just think those are fish that um, have finally grown to reach a legal size. Well, Mike, if it's fairly flat as you head over there and back today, keep an eye out for triple tail. Uh, we caught one out in Breton Sound, and there are no crab floats out there, but there's hyacinth patches floating. And there was one hanging out underneath the hyacinth, and Glenn Sanchez pitched a shrimp in there, and it was all over. And it was a nice one, probably about six or seven pounds. Well, that's great. I still have yet to see one this year, although I'm always looking for them. And they'll, they'll hang out by anything breaking the water's surface. It doesn't necessarily have to be a crab float. It can be one of those PVC poles or hyacinth, like you said. I caught them under a Coke can. So it could be under anything. Always got to keep your eye peeled. Mike, uh, they can find you at aaofla.com. That stands for Angling Adventures of Louisiana. How else can they get you if you want to book a trip to make a trip to the Wrigley's or out to Biloxi Marsh or anything in between? Well, you can find us on Facebook at Angling Adventures of Louisiana, or you can reach us by the reliable telephone, which is 985-781-7811. Hi, Michael. Y'all have a great day, my friend, and we will catch up with you next week. Thank you, Don. We'll talk to you then. 
All right, there he goes. One captain, Mike Gallo, leaving the Spots and Dots Lake House Lodge, headed for Biloxi Marsh. All right, coming back after this, we got some text messages. We got a paddler's report. How appropriate for where we are today at Bridgeside Marina, the site of Ride the Bull, some 700 kayaks getting ready to infiltrate Kaminata Pass in search of Bull Reds. And Brendan Bayard is not here, but he'll be with us in just a second. So stay tuned. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Oh, they got a whole lot of stroking going on here at the Bridgeside Marina. The uh, the, the, the boat launch is filling up with kayaks. Uh, they're getting ready to go in about 35 minutes. 7 a.m. is the official start. You're going to hear the horns blast from Rad Trasher, the director. And then they're all going to make the exit out to the Caminata Pass in search for the biggest, meanest, toughest bull redfish to win all the prizes. They'll be back here. The uh, awards program is going to be about 2 o'clock. And so if you got time to get over here, you might want to find out what this is all about. It's a very unique event. And uh, one of the guys that uh, has fished it before, he's kind of a rock star around here. Everybody's been looking for him as Brendan Bayard, and he brings us to Paddler's Report along with the Bayou Coast Kayak Fishing Club. It's a, a, a Massey's presentation. You'll find Massey's in mid-city of New Orleans, Covington, Baton Rouge. Uh, they've got some of the best kayak fishing models from brands like Hobie, Jackson Kayak, Native Watercraft. You can check out the line at we- on their website, MasseyOutfitters.com. You can also find them on Facebook. Good morning, Brendan. You are missed here, my friend. Uh, I apologize, Don. I have two boys that are starting football practice today, so I, I thought I should at least show up to the first one if I'm going to make some uh, misses later in the season. So uh, that's what we're doing today. Luckily, I started my own business uh, three years ago. I have a lot more time to fish during the week, so that's kind of going to be the drill right now as we kick off football season for the uh, Bayard household uh, this week. So, uh, Well, I understand, and – I'm excited yeah, well, for you guys you know, over there at yeah, Ride the Bull. Yeah, we've got probably, you know, there was almost 676 through the regular registration. A lot of registrations going on this morning. I think they're going to be very close to that 700 number before this thing ends. And it uh, looks like it's well organized again, and they're all going to be heading out there. You missed a fantastic documentary that our, our photographer, editor Chris Lecoq, put together. Uh, it's on the website and on the Facebook page at Bayou Wild TV. In fact, you were one of the stars in it. We saw you in it. Oh, well, that's awesome. Um, I know Chris probably did a great job putting together all the great footage that they've had with Ride the Bull over the years. Uh, countless memories have been made by uh, what has become the destination uh, kayak event in Louisiana, pulling people from all over the country every time I go down there and I meet people from every corner of the country that have road trip to Grand Isle to take advantage of the great red fishing that goes on over there in the passes. It's, uh, it's, uh, should be a great fishing day today as well. Well, it's, it's no exception as far as, as far they came and how many people are here. And, uh, that, that documentary that uh, Chris put together really tells the story of it. And I suggest strongly that people see it. Now we're also trying to make this interactive. We've got these people listening to us right now, the kayakers. In fact, if there's any information about weather or delays or problems, uh, that's one means we can use to get to them. I'm expecting to hear from them once the tournament starts. So a lot of them are listening. And from a pro like yourself, what advice do you have for somebody headed in the Kaminata Pass to locate and to land one of those big bull reds? I always like to fish, uh, you know, just kind of that sweet spot of water between, uh, you know, around 12 feet deep or so. Uh, I like to try areas of structure, 
areas of changing topography along the bottom. Uh, a lot of times uh, I'll get a couple of buddies and we will kind of scan the area the day before to kind of, you know, retrace the pass as it changes a little bit every year to kind of uh, go through it with our depth finders the day before. Not really so much as pre-fish or mark schools, but to just kind of find where all those more steep kind of drop-offs are going to be at the bottom. Because a lot of times you go out red fishing um, the, or bull fishing to be more specific in these passes. And uh, wherever you find these kind of little underwater turnoffs that go through some of these flats, uh, you'll, you'll a lot of times find a congregation of bulls that will at some point in the day kind of congregate. It might be in the morning. It might be at noon. Uh, it might be when the tide's flat. It might be over in the change. So uh, you never really know what's going to happen. It's good to uh, kind of cycle through your little spots that you've picked out in the past. And, uh, you know, usually sooner or later one of them's going to hit and you're going to catch one of those nice bulls down there. Brendan, as far as someone that's uh, interested in fishing uh, trout from a kayak, what can you suggest to them? Uh, the uh, trout are still around the back side of Grand Isle and the front side of Grand Isle. I'm sure some of those guys have been picking up some trout. Uh, a real popular spot is along the uh, jetty right there at Bridgeside, real close to you, or on the back side of uh, Elmer's Island right there in the bay, or uh, if it's calm enough right there in Gorillaville right there at the corner. I'm sure a lot of people will go start fishing for bull red right up towards that area uh, from the get-go this morning. Um the uh, trout have also transitioned up into Leeville. We've been catching a lot of nice fish, uh, kind of moving towards the interior, which they kind of start doing sometime within uh, mid-July this time of year. Uh, and you'll start seeing bigger numbers, bigger fish uh, showing up, kind of really a, a nice range of spots to uh, to spread out, if you will. Um, uh, out west, people are catching nice trout. Uh, we had a kind of a slow start in the beginning, uh, but the Calcasieu guys are starting to catch some nice ones, especially in the West Cove area. If you're uh, headed out to to fish for that last two weeks of, uh, of star eligibility, catch that kayak uh, trout. I think it's four and a half pounds in the West right now, and then the Grand Isle area I think is about five and a half pounds right now. So uh, uh, still, you know, you never know if you uh, catch that fish that's a little bit bigger than those, but uh, always fun to catch for uh, fish for big trout in my opinion. Got a kayak championship coming up in a few weeks. Tell us about that. It's going to be right here in Grand Isle, as a matter of fact. Yeah, uh, apparently Grand Isle is the place to catch bull reds, and it's world-renowned, and uh, the IFA knows that, too. They're heading back there in, uh, for the IFA championship, a two-day event, uh, which is a catch photo and release event, and that's going to be right there at Bridgeside Marina, and that's going to be on September uh, 13th, 14th, and 15th. So uh, it'll be, uh, you know, people from uh, a little bit smaller of a field, but uh, – We'll be having fun uh, nonetheless. All right. Great report, Brendan. Anything else before you go? No, just good luck to everybody that's fishing, ride the bulls, stay safe, and uh, uh, try to pull those bull reds up. And uh, I, I, you can put as much pressure as you want on those things as long as you've got some thick line. Uh, you know, keep them away from those pilings and uh, don't let them uh, get all tangled up with everybody else's line. Kind of pull them in as fast as you feel comfortable. Some great advice. Thanks, Brendan. We appreciate it. All right. Take care, Don. Bye. There he goes, Brendan Bayard, one of our few field reporters for the Paddlers, Paddlers Report. All right. Yeah, boy, they're starting to get big numbers now. The marina's loaded up with uh, plastic boats of all different colors. I'm looking at a gold one, a blue one, a red one, a green one, a couple of gold ones. we got one guy dressed in a clown outfit. That's another part of this thing. It's almost like a Mardi Gras. they got costumes and team names, and, boy, it's really 
going to be a, just a fun event. We're talking about Ride the Bull, number 10, and we're here at the Bridgeside Marina where you're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. And uh, I just got a text in from that lady you just heard from, Martha Spencer, my co-host on Bayou Wild TV. She's wishing good luck to all the RTBs, the Ride the Bulls. She says, hope rain gear is on board for all the boats. And, boy, they are jockeying for position now. They're getting close to the starting point. Uh, we're about 24 minutes away from the official start. I got some more text messages in. Here's a question wanting to know if you can still use lead shot when dove hunting. Uh, yes, you can, unless you're on a national wildlife refuge. If you're hunting on federal lands, you have to use non-toxic shot for all game. Uh, Outside of that, perfectly legal to use lead shot for doves. I got another question. Do you use ear protection for the dogs? Um, I use whistle and voice commands for the dogs, so I'm not sure how ear protection would work. I wish I could because I've got some dogs that uh, certainly have some hearing problems as a result of years of shooting. And also some of those beepers are very, very loud. Hey, good to see you. Um, and then we've also got uh, another one that wanted to know about that, oh, where they can see that, uh, that catch with the Padonka Donk. Go to my webpage, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com. All right, we're going to pause 10 seconds for our local station to identify themselves. When I come back, I'm going to tell you about three guys got to jump on deer season and the enforcement agents got to jump on them. They're our bad boys of the outdoors. Back with their story right after we pause 10 seconds for our local stations to tell you who they are and where they are along the outdoors with Don Dubuque Radio Network. All right, we're getting our picture taken while we're doing bad boys. And uh, let's see, we got a story to tell you about three subjects. Come on over here, Malib. We can get a picture taken while I can do this. I can walk, chew gum, and do all this stuff at the same time. And what number are you, by the way? Uh, 5500. 5500. Good luck to you. No, Hope you. Not, not <laughs> and don't forget, we're going to be calling you once you get out there, too, and get us a report. Hope you get a big one. Good luck Thank to y'all. You. Thank you. All right, we got a story to tell you about three guys. Uh, one of them, a convicted felon with a firearm. They went out on an early deer hunt. They're from Dry Prong, Louisiana. They were arrested for illegally possessing the firearm by the convicted felon. That is certainly a bad thing to do. And on a tip, the agents went out in Grand Parish and caught the. Trussell, a guy by the name of Tristan Trussell, a juvenile who is not named, and Brandon Bird, who's 23 years old, uh, using a 22 rifle to shoot and kill a deer on June 1st, certainly outside of the deer season. So for hunting deer during illegal hours, it could be a fine of $950 up to 120 days in jail. Possession of an illegally taken deer carries a four to five to $950 fine and up to 120 days in jail. Hunting from the moving vehicle, that's another 500 bucks. From a public road with an illegal weapon, each of those is another $350. Not having license, whether it's big game and basic, that's $50 each. And also, for being a convicted felon in possession of a firearm, that could be as much as a $5,000 fine and 20 years in jail. And don't forget, civil restitution to replace the value of the illegal deer to the state in the amount of $1,624. Our bad boys of the outdoors, 23-year-old Brandon Bird and 18-year-old Tristan Trussell from Dry Prong and an unnamed juvenile, our bad boys of the outdoors. All right, we come back after this break. We're going to be uh, talking to Captain Ryan Lambert. Get your fishing report from the Plaquemines Parish area right here from Bridgeside Marina, side of the Ride the Bull 10th Annual. You're listening to Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. 
And I see uh, Chris LeCock's drone just got airborne overlooking uh, the Bridgeside Marina, the site of the 10th annual Ride the Bull Kayak Classic, and, boy, they are all out now. We're about 16 minutes away from the official start, and then they're going to have chase boats following out there. When they hook up, they bring it to the kayak. Once they either lead the fish, touch the fish, or put a boga grip on it, then it can be turned over to the catch boat that immediately brings it in here to the marina, weighs it, tags it, and it's back out on a live release. All right, we got the plastic man, Captain Ryan Lambert. John, I bet y'all got to ride the bull going on over there this week, huh? Uh-oh, I'm hearing myself in delay there some kind of way. <laughs> I'm here, I guess I'm hearing Ryan's phone. I guess when he hears me say Ryan, he'll pick it up. There he is. Hey, Ryan. Ryan, you there? How's that, buddy? Oh, okay. You were getting a delay there for a second. I was hearing myself. It didn't, that guy didn't yeah, sound very that. good, whoever he was. He was he was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> I was asking yeah, you the you. question, we got to ride the bull over here. You probably had one over there in Plaquemines, huh? Oh, my goodness gracious. Uh, the river fell to 6'6", six, six, and they have moved in in a big way. I mean, it's it's silly. <laughs> it's uh, it's really good. Uh, I'm I'm doing a little fly fishing this week. We're filming a little show with C.A. and Meredith McCord, and we, uh, we're having a good time. We caught a oh, bunch man. of super red yesterday. We're going to go for the bulls on top water today. Top water, okay. Which top yeah, water some... do you throw? Well, I'm going to throw poppers on the fly rod today. Okay. So it's, it's, it's a little different, but, you know, there, there's, you could throw any popper, but one that makes the like a, the hula popper noise, you know, a real popper, mm-hmm. those are the best because for some reason it attracts them because it sounds like them eating on you know when they come and make their swirl to the top it sounds like that so it just attracts more of them the only time when you pull a big cork like that you know if you're take cork, it's difficult because the rest of them eating the cork so if you don't have some big line 50 pound uh monofilament or something underneath it you know fluorocarbon whatever you're going to use you're not getting them in because the other ones come eat the cork and you're sitting there with two big giant fish on, and they <laughs> pop off. So you, you need 50 pound tests in order to, to make that happen. Well, you know, me and you were doing that show with those young guys at the time. We don't, but they never get a fish in. Yeah, you know that uh, the top water fishing for redfish. Uh, y'all have a video camera? You said down there today. Oh yeah, we're going. We're filming a TV show today. What I love to so. do is super slow mo those strikes, the blow ups on the top water stuff. Because those redfish, because their mouth's on the bottom, sometimes they come out the water and come down on it. And other times they kind of bend over backwards to get their mouth <laughs> underneath it and then try to jump up through it. You know, it's incredible the acrobatics they do. Oh, it's incredible. And I saw one one time turn upside down and eat it upside down. <laughs> that had to be flipping. And, and I, I was in the marsh in crystal clean water when I saw that. I said, check him out. I'm going to release you. That's pretty good stuff right there, buddy. <laughs> Yeah, if you could train him to do it, you could charge people to go out there just to watch it. Yeah, well, the fishing, the fishing is great. You know, we're catching trout, we're catching reds. The water's, you know, a lot of pretty clean water because there's so much aquatic vegetation. There's islands popping up everywhere. It's six six. You have to be so careful right now to run. I mean, it's it's just incredible. I mean, we have three, 
places I fished last year, I couldn't imagine going in them now because there's so much vegetation above, you know, duck potatoes and, and wild oats. I mean, you can't even get to places that were wide open last year. There's, I mean, it's growing like crazy. It's beautiful. The marsh is absolutely well, beautiful. The teal is showing up. Good. That was my next question. You're seeing more teal now. <laughs> we think a lot. Yeah, I saw quite a few yesterday. <laughs> and, and we got a little front pushing down for the first of the uh, month. Well, if we can get three fronts in September, oh, my word, we're going to have a ball. Well, boy, when that river decided to drop, it, t- it did it in a hurry, huh? It's already at six. I'm talking about I couldn't believe wow. it. Yeah, it's six, six today, and it'll be fine by the end of the month in, in, in September. It'll probably be under three. I mean, it's falling like a rock. It went from 16.2 to 6.6 six in two weeks. I mean, wow. that's that's a fall. It's so it's so drastic that you you got to be careful. I'm telling you, there's, there's all, everywhere you look, there's little sandbars sticking out the water. And it's, it's well, something. what it's what something. does it have to drop to before those fish come up, say, as far as Fort Jackson, where you and I have caught them actually in the river, saltwater fish? What's it got to get to? Three? Well, the redfish will be there now. The redfish will start flowing there right now. You know, they'll get on the rocks and stuff. You know, it starts at 7. But when it hits 3, everything, the water gets really green and pretty where you can sight fish in there. And then the November, first November, that full moon in October is when they'll migrate further in and they'll get in the river. You know, maybe down river in the passes, but that's just more like fish of saltwater. But for them to get in the river way north, it'll take the last few days of October or November 1st. If it's under three foot, it's going to be gangbusters. Well, put me on the list. Here. Can you tell it? Get me on the list. I want to do it. I want to do it. You know, it, it's technical fishing. That's why I like it so much. You're in the rips, you're fishing ledges and drop-offs. and, and yeah. So you have to use your depth finder. And by the way, the, the C card that you gave me is when everybody sees my depth finder, I say, oh, my God, look at that. I mean, it's great. It is really good. Takes you back to your bass job. fishing days, huh? Takes you back to oh, yeah. bass fishing. That's yeah, well, fishing structure. Fishing like. So, yeah, I'm all pumped up all right. this morning. I got about 12 boats on the water, and, and they want blow reds. So that's going to be some happy customers. But you're not going to be in a kayak like all these 800 people here are, are you? <laughs> no, my fat, my fat butt can't go in a kayak. I can't get up after. My knees won't let me. <laughs> all right. All right, Ryan. Uh, you can find you at uh, CajunFishingAdventures.com. Give them that telephone number, and you actually answer your cell phone in person. Oh, yeah. Number. Oh, yeah. 504-559-5111, and you want to hunt, you want to fish, just give them a call. We got it all. All right. Try to have some fun down there with that, uh, that, that fly fishing. Will do, my friend. You have a great day. Yeah, see you next week. Ryan Lambert, Cajun Fishing Adventures. All right, coming back after this, we are nine minutes away from the official start. And when we come back, you're going to hear from a contestant that is a member of the Salty Chicks, and she's going to be guest hosting on this program in a few weeks. We'll talk to Sarah Giles right after this time. I promise we're not going to keep you from missing a start, Sarah. We'll be right back. You're listening to The Outdoors with Don Dubuque, Radio Network. Boys. Is that Captain Martha? That is Captain Martha. And, boy, she was really sorry she was not here, but she's fishing over in Venice this morning on an offshore charter. But, boy, she she said she promises she's going to be here next year, charter or no charter. Well, this is not your first rodeo, is it? It's not. This is actually my fourth time at uh, Ride the Bull. And how have you done so far? Not great. Okay, well, as always um, a first. Not yet. <laughs> What's the plan for you this morning? The plan for this morning is to head out to the inlet and um, – Hopefully catch the bulls on their way in before they see the other 700 hooks. <laughs> and, um, then maybe once the tide slacks off, we'll move uh, 
move towards the bridge more. And what type of bait are you going to be using? Or can you divulge that? It's not top secret, is it? Um, there is a top secret bait that cannot be divulged well, then don't, on Because they're listening. Don't, don't give it away. Yeah, Talk no. about it after the tournament. Got it. <laughs> well, listen, I don't want to hold you up. We're probably going to be talking to you once you get out on the water. Give us a minute-by-minute report of what's going on out there. I'm really excited you're going to be coming on a co-host with us in a couple of weeks on the 14th opening day of teal season, right? Yeah, I'm looking forward to it. Um, I've listened to your show all growing up, and it's it's really cool to be able to, to co-host with you. Who knows? You might start a whole new career, radio career. <laughs> That'd be cool. Now, you're going hunting before that, though, aren't you? You're going out of town on a trip to Carolina? Yeah, I'm going. Uh, me and my dad always do a Labor Day uh, dove hunt. Oh, so much that's fun. great. That's great. And some fishing, too? And some uh, trout fishing in the mountains, yep. Well, I hope you get uh, a nice trip and the weather's good for you, and I'll see you when you get back. And we'll talk to you a little bit later on. I don't want to hold you up. I know you're ready to get out there. You're four minutes away, three minutes away from the start. Perfect. Thanks, Sean. Okay, Sarah, good luck to you. Thank you. That is Sarah Giles, one of the members of the Salty Chick. And when she comes on with us to co-host, she'll tell you all about that little group of, of ladies that get out and do some really good kayak fishing. All right, we're getting ready to wrap this program up. But don't forget, we have more outdoors. We've got two more hours coming up. And if you want to find out how to listen to that, go to my webpage, DonTheOutdoorsGuy.com, and there's a Listen Live click button. It's real easy. Or go to radio.com and download that app. And the very first station that pops up, click that on, and it'll be playing in there for you. We're going to have all kind of reports from the, the chase boats. Rad Trash is going to join us. Uh, Chris Lecoq, my cameraman, is out there. Some of the participants, including Sarah, we're going to check with them and get you some of the, the play-by-play from Kaminata Pass. And this is an incredible event. If you've got time, you might want to make the drive down here. There's a party, an awards party going to be going on a little bit later on, about 2 o'clock when everyone gets in. It's going to be a great time out here. Also did want to pass along to you a couple of things. Uh, the September Labor Day Monday is going to be closed on the Red Snapper. They're, with, they're going to calculate that we have reached our quota in Louisiana, and that will end the 2019 Red Snapper season. If they go a little under, they may extend it a little bit later on. Don't forget to get your hunting licenses. We've got dove season opening up in some areas on September 1st. I did have someone that wanted to get that telephone number for Lance Ladner to reserve a spot up at Crane Creek Preserve in Poplarville. You can reach Lance at 601-916-6873. That's 916-6873 or Google him at Crane Creek Shooting Preserve. He'll put you on the list and then advise you as to whether this rain that's been coming in and kind of moving the flocks around is going to allow him to get that September 1st hunt in, or if he's going to move it till the next Saturday in September, which will be the 7th. And uh, I'm planning on being up there too, so come on out and enjoy some kickoff of the hunting seasons, dove season. It's the first thing that opens up, and then that'll be followed by teal, And before you know it, we'll be into the small game seasons, the rabbit and the squirrel, and then the ducks and the deer and the geese and turkey, and it all one big cycle that starts over again. Also, uh, next week, don't forget, uh, it's our celebration of the life of Captain Tofio Bourgeois. We're going to ask you to call in and share your memories, your stories about Captain Tofio. Hopefully, we'll be able to get some family members to come in the studio with us and uh, tell them how much you appreciate, like I did, Having Tofio for all those years and being with us each and every Saturday morning, it, it certainly leaves a, a big void. But we don't forget the man that uh, we called him the Louisiana man, going out there doing his fishing and his hunting and built two beautiful lodges and also a wonderful family man. All right, we'll be back next week with another edition of this. hope you'll join us. Say goodbye to our Philly stations. Come on, catch us on more outdoors, and we'll see you here next week. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, 
celebrity interviews, or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.